everybody. May 22nd, 2018. Robot Scott and Todd. Coming at you. Bringing you the heat. Heat wave. It's like a heat wave. It is actually quite hot here, is it hot? In Baltimore? Baltimore. Uh, Let's talk about the weather. It was rainy and gross for like a week. Like it rained all last week, the whole fucking week. Yeah. And then it got hot as shit, and then today it was a little rainy, so it wasn't quite as hot. So it cooled off in the air. Cooled off a smidge. Just a smidge. right, Right now it's not too bad. That's good. I mean, I haven't been outside in the last hour or two, but... Right. I assume the temperature is held similarly. I understand. Um, How yeah, hot is hot? Well, I think, it, I think... Uh, Reno? In Denverino. Reno. Oh, Denverino. I think it hit 80 today. But it's going to be around that mark for the foreseeable future. And then this weekend, Memorial Day weekend, big plans. Uh, it's going to be in the upper 80s, maybe even 90 on, I think, Ooh, Saturday. Gross. Now, as they say in Vegas, it's also true here, it is a dry heat. So it's not nearly as gross as it is where you are and where we grew up and where I was this past week and yeah, all that other but stuff, but still 90 bad. degrees is too fucking hot anywhere. 90 is too much. Sunny out. I'm going to be stuck in the house. The great part about my house is that in my living room, which is on the bottom floor, it's kind of a tri-level house, uh, it stays very cool even in the extreme heat of the summer. So, uh, you will find me there in shorts and a t-shirt watching Lifetime movies. Or something along those lines. Sweat and it's easy. Don't know what you're Uh, saying. I'm singing Summertime. Oh. That's good. Summertime like Will Smith? No. (laughs) Summertime. No, not that. You were singing Summertime and the weather is fine. No, you weren't saying no, that either. Not all a right. real song either. It's all right. We don't need to get into it. It doesn't matter. Will Smith, shout out. Tonight's episode is sponsored by the cassette tape sale of Home Base, the final album to the best of my knowledge of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Also probably the worst. So check that out. Your local cassette vendor, see if you can pick up a copy. No way, um, that's that the last album. Home Base, is that the one with... Uh... Summertime on it? I think... No, I think Summertime was the album. I think Summertime was the first one where where Willie Styles went on out on his own. I don't even think that was a DJ Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince release. I'm pretty sure Home Base was the last album. There may have been another one after that. But Wait, that's which when one's Home Base? Will Smith just took off. I don't know. On the cover, they're dressed all fly and shit. <laughs> you know, that so, one. Home so Base... Home, so Home Base... There's a, Home base, and then home base had a hit. Oh, home home base was summertime. summertime. That was summertime. Okay, so I was right about that. Uh, and then after more... that, their last studio LP as a duo was Code Red. Ah, uh, see, I don't even remember that. Released so, in '93. They had so jumped the shark with home base. I was like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, they they lost all the the comedy of their. Rhymes. I'll just I'll just listen to and in this corner over and over again and feel good about myself. I'm not listening even album. to Home Base. And in this corner is a great album. <laughs> I mean, Parents Just Don't Understand is a good album too, but And in this corner I'll just... 
Also known as, uh, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. Right. You're referring to, also, Rock the House is a good one. Rock the House. That's that's as old school as they get, though. That one's got a rock lot of, Rock the like, House was the one that had Ready Rock street C. Street vibe, yeah. Ready couple, Rock, Ready Rock, of, Ready Rock C. Couple yeah. of tracks with Ready Rock C. Man. All right, we can do that topic next week. We'll do a whole thing on <laughs> DJ Jazzy Jeff. We and should the Fresh do Prince. some deep dives on. I got to listen, re-listen to the, those albums. Oh, I'm on it. That's that's Spotify tomorrow. <laughs> I got a, I got a slow day at work. That's Put all I'm that do. on. DJ Jeff and the Fresh Prince. See what happens. Don't walk in my office. I might be dancing. All right, update the topic list. That's scary. Um, so I kind of started to ask this. I I don't have anything to add to this, but you might. Do you have any plans for the, the Memorial Day weekend upcoming? Let's see. Uh, no. No. Okay. We might go to Horsey Park, also known as Hershey Park, hmm. with the girls. Uh, maybe not to the park place, but they have like the like the chocolate factory, so we might do that. <laughs> I don't know. How far away is Hershey, PA? Wait, I know the answer to that. It's like an hour and a half, two hours, right? Yeah, it's not far. Yeah. You, I feel like you guys have been there multiple times. We've we've been to the the theme park once, okay, and the chocolate park twice, okay. So we, I guess we've been there three times. So the idea is to go back and just get candy. Just well, get they have all like the candy. they have little, not really rides, but little like sort of educational things, and you do get free candy, obviously, like interactive make your own chocolate type things. Uh, you have to pay for that, but you can make your own mm. chocolate bar, faux show. But you're basically paying like ten or fifteen dollars to make what is a three dollar yeah. chocolate bar or whatever. If that, I understand. I mean, so it's 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 bigger than like your regular Hershey bar, and you can stuff it full of all kinds of weird shit. But gummy bears, um, and fruity pebbles, yeah. Yeah, you literally can. I think you can put gummy bears, or maybe not actual gummy bears, but something right. along those lines. Sure. Okay, so that'll be fun. So, but my be older daughter used to pronounce it Horsey Park. Oh, so now that's the official name. I mean, she was saying Horsey, but she can't really say her R's. She's gotten better now, but at the the first time we went, it sounded like she was saying Horsey Park. Horsey Park, gotcha. It's about an hour and a half from my my okay. home. Speech impediments running right the family. Don't sweat it, kid. Um. <laughs> What, uh, specifically the R's, as you recall, what, um... Yeah, Disney Wood, Horsey yeah. Park. Be honest with me, though. Is it more for the kids, or is it for the parents? <laughs> it's Specifically for the you. No, it's okay. not that fun. I mean, I like Hershey's Chocolate fine, but... That's what I'm getting at, because you're getting candy. You're stuffing uh, well, your I pockets mean, as and your wallet. In a, in a running update, I have some, like, uh, oh, eating updates as well. Oh, shit. So. I might, I might skip right to that. Nah, we'll save that for last. Tease! Tease, here we go. <laughs> Stick around for an exciting update. Stick around for a somewhat candy-slash-chocolate-related running update, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know. I just put the topic on there. We're going to find out what the deal is. So, no big plans this weekend for you, except for maybe Horsey Park. None for me, either. But let's look back, nah. if we can. I mean, maybe we'll go to D.C. I don't know. Oh, well, there you go. You just live in the heart of, of, I don't know, stuff going on. Options. Yeah. For me, a road trip is either in the mountains or 
nine hour drive to Salt Lake City and then what do you do <laughs> is that how far it is to Salt Lake City Jesus it's, Christ it's a long time it's like five and a half six hours to the border Grand Junction Colorado if you're heading west and then yeah it's another four hours or so to Salt Lake there's not a lot in between are you verifying that are you looking this up is that what's happening no I'm just I'm, oh, okay. I'm trying to refresh my memory on Colorado. the geography, geography of Colorado so Denver what's is that? I said the geography of Colorado. So Denver is obviously to the east of the mountains, but that is in the eastern third of the state. Um, and then you have to go through the mountains, obviously, to get anywhere. And unfortunately, it's not a straight shot, as you might imagine. Not that it's like up and down. I mean, there's an interstate, I-70, but it kind of zigs and zags its way to the border. Yeah, there's nothing fucking around there. Jesus. Yeah, there's nothing. I mean, you can go to Cheyenne, that's a little over two hours up in Wyoming. That's an exciting town, let me tell you. There's just not a lot of big big city options, whereas you, you know, you got Philly within a couple hours, you got D.C. within a couple hours, you got Roanoke. I hear that's a yeah, place. Yeah, check out uh, Cheyenne. Actually, the cooler city in Virginia is... Uh, Virginia Beach? Uh, Richmond. Oh, Richmond. That's actually what I meant. I didn't mean Roanoke. Yeah, Roanoke's very rural. That's, I interviewed for a job in Roanoke a long time ago, and I was like, eh, no. Uh, we, yeah. uh, we, we went to Cheyenne. It was either two or three years ago for a weekend. Rode horses, and that was about it. Does not sound like fun. What's your opinion on horseback riding? Um, so I did it again. It was either I think it was three years ago for anniversary. I, I did that. And I also, before that, probably did it in scouts. So I don't have a lot of experience with horseback riding. Me My either. opinion is that, as I recall from my most recent experience, first of all, it was bitterly cold, but I'm not going to hold that against the experience <laughs> of horseback riding. We were out like on a plane, with buff, literally with Buffalo running next to us, so it was pretty cool. But um, it's quite uncomfortable. It hurts the old ass. I don't have a lot of padding back there. I've got kind of a bony ass, if you ask anyone who's seen my ass. There are many, including... A, no. No one, no one wants to hear about your ass. Several dozen Australians. That's a different story for a different day. Um, but that's that's my general thought on on horseback riding as as a as an activity. Is that and like at the pace that I've done horseback riding, which is a waddle at best. Like it's not. I don't get any excitement out of it. Like if I feel if I ever had the opportunity yeah, to like gallop on a horse across the yeah. plains, or if anything. I'm galloping, I'm like, all right, this is this is some dope shit potentially. This could be fun, but I'm not doing that. I'm not doing anywhere near that. I'm literally cut clunk, cut clunk. And I, I like at my age, I have back issues. Like I, I don't know, I don't see. It's just more pain than anything else. I'm 100 percent in on this take. Okay. I mean, the last time I went horseback riding, God knows how long ago it was, but we were in Mexico, so I don't. Mexico. And it was just kind of like a rental thing. We rode Rented the horse, the horse. Around, but Yeah, it felt like I was getting kicked in the nuts for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it sucked. I was yeah. like, why Why would anybody want to do this? Again, I don't know how to ride a horse. I think you're supposed to sort of move up and down with the horse, so it's not just smacking you in the taint for an hour and a half. But like, right. it sucked. That yeah, was it was not painful. fun at all. Very painful. And, and you're right. I'm sure my form was off. But again, I mean... You know, it's like, all right, hop on the horse. You, you learn two commands, and it's like, let's go. And the horses are just following each yeah. other. They're not going at any pace worth noting. But it's like, how is that? How is this this painful? 
and how is you know truly galloping even at a slow gallop but specifically at a you know like outright running how is that not just well i mean i don't know if on yours i feel like we even got up to like a trot a couple of times and that was that was worse that yeah the like yeah moseying or whatever the slower one is i seem to recall them letting us open it up if you will for you know 100 yards or whatever um but i think during that period to your point about taint coverage i feel like i kind of just stood up so that oh so you were a clear foot yeah there was a foot between saddle and taint so i was having none of it um (laughs) and i could do it for that short period of time but again you know if you're talking about riding across the the prairie for three hours at at a clip no thank you i will pass i guess i was born in the right era yeah I mean, the automobile era. The automobile, yeah. And, and the, well, speaking of taint pain, the bicycle <laughs> era. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Do you have I one mean, of the seats with the cutout? I do not, but obviously I, I do wear padded shorts, so it's it's really not that bad. It's Chamois. I've, I've gotten used to it. Chamois. You should get, you should get a saddle with the little... I mean, I could, there. but honestly, with the, with the, the level of padding that I have and my pairs of biking shorts, I don't think that would just really sit on a pillow. Big of a difference. Yeah, it really is pretty well padded. Um, the Warriors are now up by one in the third quarter. How deep are we into the third quarter? Uh, there are five minutes remaining. That's okay. a change. So we'll do NBA hot takes very briefly here in a bit. We don't want to lose the audience, though. Um, not that really there are any hot takes at this point. Oh, there might be. I'm sure you left something to say. Uh, yeah, a couple of takes. Oh, okay. They're good. not hot. They're not hot. They're pretty obvious. And I'm not going to like them because they're going to be LeBron loving. We'll get there no, in a minute. It's not about individual players. Okay, good. I mean, I probably talk about that too, but. Fair enough. Let's hear about your trip to Austin. Thank you for Austin asking, Todd. Week. Funny that you asked. I was just thinking that I wanted to talk about that. And so here we go. So I went to Austin for work, flew in Wednesday morning home late Thursday night. My flight got delayed. Um, Now, Austin is known for two things, apparently. Wait, you're only there for like two days? Wednesday morning and Friday night. Flew out Wednesday morning and flew back Thursday night? Friday night. If I said Thursday, I misspoke. Friday night. I was there for three three full days. days. Three full days. So, um, So, Austin is known for two things, right? Live music. Sure. And... BBQ and B to the busy to the Q. So going in, I looked ahead. I recognized that there was not any live music in terms of like live bands, live shows that I wanted to see. Because um, it's known for South by Southwest. I don't I mean it truly I guess they is have shows in general, but like they do have a it's good more scene known though. For, yeah, yeah. It's called Sixth Street, and it's I mean it, it's legit. Like there's you know I'll, I'll get more to it in a second, but I mean pretty much. Every, you know, storefront, if you will, or every other one, at least, is a place where music's playing. And this was, so I, I went down to Sixth Street, I'll start there, I guess. I went down to Sixth Street on Thursday night after having barbecue, and um, and we were just kind of walking down the street. It's, you know, several blocks long, and uh, it's interesting because there's all kinds of music, too. There's clearly country music, it is Texas. But then there's a section where you went by and there was like, like, you're a real fine woman, won't you back that dang up? Like, that was playing, and there was like fog coming out. And, Wait, is that a real song? Yeah. 
Like it was, you know, very clearly oriented towards the more urban fan base, if you will. Um, It was a hip hop R and B. It was a hip hop. Yes, there were probably there was probably a jazz club somewhere. I I was kind of looking for that, but I didn't find it. If you couldn't tell by Scott's terrible rendition of the uh, hip hop urban. Anyway, everybody knows that song. Everybody loves that that hit. You don't know that song? I've never heard that song. No, I I have to say I'm not super up on my uh, hip hop, but it doesn't sound. No shit. Clearly, you're not. Music of the day. Yes. It's by it's by Juvenile. I mean, the song's probably 15 years old, but whatever. Anyway, so I ended up. Real song. Yes, back that thing up. Look it up. Never mind. I thought... Okay, go ahead. Girl, you look good once you back that ass up. That, see, in the in the unedited version, or the non-radio version, he actually says ass. You's a fine mm-hmm. motherfucker once you back that ass up. Call me Big Daddy when you... All right, anyway. So, that sort of stuff... It, play, anyway. it was the delivery that threw me off. Could have been. I mean, you know, I am kind of known for my rapping skills, but juvenile's level is kind of hard to reach. Sure. My point is... I ended up, I was with several industry friends and, and one actual coworker that works with me in my company. And we ended up at a piano bar. Now, I don't know if you've ever been or the last time you were at a piano bar. Thoughts, comments? Probably 20 years ago. Perfect. Maybe not. Maybe like 15. I feel like I've been to one in Columbia, South Carolina, oddly, in the Vista. Wow. It was fine. So I was under the false impression that every piano bar was a dueling piano bar. And there were two I pianos. I think that's the kind I went to. I think it was like sort of a okay. chain or something. So, and I don't know that I'm 100% incorrect in saying that, but so we walk in, there was a cover charge, which obviously immediately I was like, I don't know if I want to go, um, but I dropped the seven bones. I'm, I'm going to expense what, it. Don't what's, worry. What's the cover charge? Like it was $7. Five seven bucks? bucks? Okay. Seven bucks, yeah. On a Thursday night, come to find out, we found out later that University of Texas, which of course is right there in Austin, their graduation was the next day. So I was shocked at how many people were there, not oh, knowing gotcha. that. But about an hour later, we found that out. But So, so this you had place, a cover charge. Did you also have like a two-drink minimum, or is it just the cover? Nope, just the, just the cover to get in. I mean, they obviously served drinks, and the people I was with also, were obviously, partaking. I guess, was, were partaking. I was not. Um, it's called Pete's Dueling Piano Bar, Austin, Texas. Highly recommended. Go check it out. So it was called Dueling Piano, so... You were yes. safe in the assumption there would be dueling pianos based on Indeed. the and again, name of the establishment. There, there were dueling pianos, but there were also, or there was also, I should say, a drum set behind said pianos. And then later on, so it turns out there were four musicians that rotated throughout all these instruments. Later on, at some point, they one guy picked up a bass, another guy picked up a guitar. There was a saxophone on the wall. I don't think anyone ever, ever actually took off. A guy played a violin at some point. Very talented musicians, and basically the whole gist of it is that they, they had a guy that walked around with a pad of paper. You wrote down a song that you wanted to hear, and you put either anything from a dollar up to you name it, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever, and hand it up to the piano guys. And they would clearly they would um, you know order them by the amount of money that was given, and it was just whatever song you wanted to hear, they would play it, and they played everything. 80s, 90s, songs from the 2000s. They played, you know, disco hits. I mean, they were really talented and really good they at what they were doing. Uh, Hip hop and or R&B selections. Not really, um, but the the like the, the one aforementioned song. No, back that back that thing up was not played. <laughs> I needed to go next door to hear that. But um, 
at one point, the guy even played, um, he didn't want to, but he was like, if we can get enough money, just as a way to like raise money, sure, he would sing Let It Go, which I know is a song you're familiar with from Very the Frozen familiar. soundtrack, yes, with two daughters, of course. And he, he didn't do a great job playing it, but he played it on piano and sang right along with it. But the point is, we were probably there, I don't know, it was north of two hours. I was really surprised. I went in skeptical, but I was like, you know, I was hanging out with these people. We'd had dinner. I was like, all right, you know, I'll hang out for a little bit. But I really enjoyed myself. Like, it was pretty fun. Obviously, they were, you know, they're very good at interacting with the crowd. This is what they do five, six, seven nights a week. It's a show. Um, yeah, it's a show. Exactly. It's all about entertainment. They, when the one guy was singing Let It Go, actually, the other guy, who was easily the funniest of the four, had, um, he did what I called what I call the boat snow effect. If you remember from the boat show where they take the little pieces of paper, people just like throw them up in the air like confetti. Confetti, yeah. Yeah. And he was kind of doing that and then dancing along with it. It was actually pretty entertaining. But I, uh, again, I, there's a, there's a piano bar in Vegas. I was telling these same people as we left that night that I have walked by, not exaggerating, 150 times and never even thought to stop. Because I'm just like, this sound, like you can hear it. It's like an open piano bar. And I'm like, this sounds terrible. I'm not going to have an interest in that. And I think I might actually, next time I walk by it, next time I'm in Vegas, which... Oh, you're a recruit to the... I'm not going to go in, world. because I'm sure that place has a has a cover charge as well, but... Cover. <laughs> there's actually two. There's one in Harris. There's also one in New York, New York. I don't really go to New York, New York all that much, but I, the one in Harris, I pass by constantly. Every time in Vegas, I pass by constantly. 10, 12 times. Um, and now I might stop and check out a tune or two. See if there's entertaining sure, against the guys in, in Austin. So... Shout out to Pete's Sing doing piano bar. So, if you're down you said Austin, there were four musicians and they rotated. Did they all play piano? I think at one point or another, I did see all four of them playing piano, yes. The other instruments, <laughs> there was one guy that I don't think I ever saw <clears throat> saw play drums, but certainly I saw two or three of the others play drums. Um, the guitar was mostly just one guy who was pretty good. They played Crazy Train, he did the solo and everything. He was pretty good at guitar. Um but yeah, and when I say rotate, rarely were all four of them up on the stage. So the rotation was, you know, two or three of them normally be up there, and the other guy would kind of be off stage resting his, his voice or whatever, and then they'd switch out. So were they the often on. playing dueling pianos or two pianos at the same time, or were they just playing, like, different combos of, like, bass, drums, and piano, or guitar, piano, and drums, or whatever? I would say probably... 25 to 30% of the songs had both pianos going at the same time. Sometimes that was it, just dual, you know, truly dueling pianos with vocals. But if the drums were going and, and a guitar or something else, it was normally just one pianist, and then the other guy was kind of shuffling through the songs to figure out what the next song would be. Did you, uh, did you offer to fill in on drums at any point? I did not, but I thought about it several times, especially because <laughs> one of the guys, that was clearly his weak point, but like there were certain songs where he needed to be on drums, and I was like, "Ugh, you're so bad!" <laughs> like having bad not practiced, he like just couldn't keep time, or what? Why was he bad? Just his just fills were his fills were all stilted, and he just he just wasn't good. He wasn't good at drums. He wasn't a clean player. He wasn't uh, swinging like the other guys. Correct. That's correct. So, hmm. but anyway, it was a good time. Um, Highly recommended. Sixth Street at night, at least on this particular night, after say eleven, eleven thirty, is a total shit show. There are literally cops out there on horses, like keeping the peace. 
a lot of public drunkenness because it's similar to Vegas or I think it's called Broadway Street in Nashville where like you can walk outside within the confines of Sixth Street with alcohol, which is oh. always a bad idea. I don't know why they do that, but it's more like it's, a big plaza sort of thing. Well, they just block. It's not even that. I mean, it's it's definitely a long street, but they just block. No, the I mean like you can just sort of walk in the. It's like it's within a pedestrian those, corridor. Yes, if you will. correct within those confines. That's correct. So, kind of a shit show, but you know that makes for interesting people watching too. So, I can't complain too much. But, um, so that was fun. Again, as I mentioned before that, we went and got barbecue at a place near UT called Black's Barbecue, um, where you literally order the meat by the pound. Were they so <laughs> Never mind. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not on this show. <laughs> Not for this show. Um, so we got like a half pound of beef brisket and a half pound of, I think, barbecue chicken maybe. And then we got what they called street corn, which is corn with basically a half pound of butter and like some seasoning, like a taco seasoning. It was actually very good. Uh, and then we got loaded mac, or not, not loaded mac and cheese, something mac and just, it was basically mac and cheese. Very good as well. Um, the beef brisket was amazing. That's the reason I selected this place because of the reviews of the beef brisket. I heard they were great. You'd heard it was amazing. I mean, listen, I, I put it out there on Facebook a week or two before I left and I was like, I, I saw your post. I figured you did. And I knew, uh, Adam Levin lives there and so he suggested several places everybody else suggested places the problem with a lot of barbecue places in Austin though is that they start serving at like 11 o'clock people line up at like 10 o'clock even on a weekday AM this is AM AM correct they start serving at 11 AM people line up at 10 AM and they just serve the meat until it's all gone and so knowing like that Arby's. exactly bop 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 proud sponsor of tonight's shows we heroes the meats we have the meats. But the problem is knowing that I had, <clears throat> excuse me, that my, my only available meal was a dinner meal. A lot of these places are only open from like 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Or until they run out of meat. So I was like, there's no chance that I'll ever be able to get to a lot of these places. So it immediately canceled out many of the the different restaurants that people had suggested to me. Recommendations. So, correct. So I landed on Blacks. Were you, and were I was you not able left. to uh, join up with... Mr. Levin? The eldest Levin? I was not. No. And I didn't really have plans to. I I knew I... I think he's... (laughs) I think he's a server in a restaurant, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe a cook? I don't know. I think he still works in the restaurant industry. But I really don't know. He sees a lot of live music, though. He talks about live music in Austin all the time. Perhaps not piano bars, but I would not know that either. It's all... Everything I'm talking about is based on Facebook posts, obviously. More uh, fish dead cover bands potentially although I don't know he's a man of Is a certain a jam age jam band sort oh of yeah guy? oh yeah I thought so for sure um string so, cheese incident string cheese incident yes sir god they're terrible so in addition to live music check that box with the piano bar in addition to the barbecue check that box Austin had one other thing going for it when I was down there which is record high temperatures <laughs> Boy, was I excited about that. As I mentioned, flew in last Wednesday. It was The high was 96 with typical... At night? No, not at night. But the lows oh, at night were like 70, 69. That sounds nice. Still disgusting. Um, oh, because it was humid? Because it was... Yeah. I mean, I was about to say, typical eastern, southeastern, 
or not southeastern, I guess, eastern Texas humidity of 90, 95%. Um, and then Thursday, got to be part of history, the highest recording ever for that particular date on record. It was 98 degrees, not to be confused with the boy band. And it was just, <laughs> just miserable. And then Friday, I think it was 97 again. It was just, I mean, it was brutal. I, I, I went for a run Thursday morning and Friday morning. And for those of you that aren't familiar with weather patterns, in any given situation, the highest humidity generally is early in the morning. And so I'm out there just drenched in sweat going for this run. <laughs> Very nice little river walk area. There was a path along a river. They call it a lake, though. Because even though it's a river, like if you look at it, you can't tell that it's moving at all. It's very placid, uh, oddly enough. So it's called the lake. Hmm. I made plenty of jokes about the intelligence level of Texans. They call it a lake because it's clearly a fucking river. <laughs> but um, anyway, you know, a, a nice little path. And there were tons of people out there, uh, particularly Friday. There were just gobs and gobs of people out there running and cycling and things of that sort, walking. But... Um, but yeah, that heat and humidity. Ooh, I do not miss that living in the South. Let me tell you, brutal, brute brutality. To quote Mortal Kombat. Um, so yeah, so overall, a good trip. I've and you know, no one cares about this from a work perspective. It's a very productive trip. Had a good time. Had some good, here, some other good food besides the barbecue. I know. Besides the barbecue, had some. What bad. were other culinary highlights for you? Well, my first meal there, lunch Wednesday, I got what I think they called Austin. Austin tacos, which were basically just, you know, the kind of street tacos you'd get at a, any taqueria or um, food truck type thing. But they were excellent. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the seasoning was. I think it was like pork. Uh, pulled pork was the, was the meat. Uh, very, very tasty. I would definitely get those again at the corner restaurant in the JW Marriott on 2nd Street, if anyone's listening. Wait, you got tacos at the restaurant in the Marriott? Yeah. Hmm. I would not yeah. suspect that to be a quality taqueria. Oh, man. I wouldn't either, but I wanted to jump right in. and Maybe, maybe just the level of taco game in Austin is so high that even like a shitty... It's the JW Mar... I mean, it costs like... I mean, it didn't cost me a dime, but, you know, it was like 15, 16 bucks for three little soft tacos. I assume they're going to be of a higher quality. Um, anyway, so that was that was good. What else did I have? Um, I had what they called wings and waffles, which was basically chicken and waffles, but it was chicken wings. That food was good. However, chicken wings as part of chicken and waffles makes it very distressing. Hard to you eat. Can't, yeah, very hard to eat. I'm used to like chicken strips, but I guess they're trying to class it up a little bit, maybe, if you can class up chicken and waffles. Anyway, so it was good. It was at Earl's Wine Bar on 4th Street. Uh, man, all the plugs. We're going to have to go get some payola after this um nothing else really of note that i can recall at least i don't know what i I don't know what i had wednesday night i'm trying to remember oh i went to a place called the moonshine bar and grill um but that was more like kind of heavy hors d'oeuvres and uh, there was nothing of note there but apparently they serve moonshine i wouldn't know i had a i had a diet soda um but anyway good time overall First time to Austin, um, and uh, I'd go back, I guess, if I had to for work. I wouldn't pay to go myself. <laughs> just not to run. Yeah, just definitely not to run. Good, good. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, 
So that's Austin recap. Um, so halfway through the show here, let's get a score update from the uh, sports the war- headquarters. The Warriors are up by seven with nine forty-two left in the fourth. Nine forty-two to go in the game. Warriors up by seven. Warriors up in the series two-one. Thoughts True. on the Western Conference Finals so far? Uh, it's basically Western Conference and Eastern Conference. All the games have been pretty fucking boring because they've all been like blowouts. Except this, this, one. this, this game that we're not watching is like the only yes. decent game. Right. Um. So yeah, they've just been kind of like I like I haven't I haven't even really been watching them that closely. I'm just like half paying attention because they don't ever feel like the lead is in question. Right. Or haven't thus far, which just kind of sucks. Yeah, because I mean, for me, I think uh, everyone assumes like, even if the Rockets were to win, like the finals are, like whoever wins the East is going to get destroyed. Agreed. Although, who knows? I mean, LeBron. I know you don't want to hear it, but like, he seems to be able to take over stuff. So. He did last night. That's for sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, more just piggybacking on your point. Whenever I turn it on, by the time I get home and finish my run or whatever, it's normally late first quarter, early second quarter. And yeah, with most of the games, it's like, all right, this is kind of over already. This team's up by fifteen or twenty in the second. It's just not yeah, close. And obviously, with the Eastern Conference, I don't, I really don't care. I just want to see LeBron lose. That's my only rooting interest. Western Conference, it's always going to be a little more entertaining, in my opinion, but. Even still, I'm not going to sit there and watch every minute of every game. So, um, you know, I'll kind of watch something or, you know, have dinner and flip back and check the score. And, yeah, it's, again, with the exception of this game, I'm never like, ooh, that's surprising. I didn't see that coming. What a comeback, you know. It's just kind of set it and forget it, if you will. And the outcome is what it is. Um, Other thoughts on the Western Conference before we move to the least? Uh, I mean, if the Rockets win this game, that's that'll definitely like change the narrative. I mean, I think everyone was like, Golden State's gonna sweep after the first game, and they're like, ah, Houston came to play in the second one, but right. Um, uh, this game, they're playing well, so I I think after the last game, I think people are like, ah, Warriors will probably win in five. But yeah, obviously, if they if Houston evens the series, then they have home court advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're back to the being. In Warriors the... are only up three now, so. Okay. It's so obviously a game of runs, so. It'll be a close one. Who knows? The one thing I noticed, I don't know if you saw this, just speaking specifically to this game, I, I can't speak to the series, but the little part that I watched is the refs are letting them play, like they're banging the shit out of each other, and no yeah. balls. Well, uh, Curry had like three fouls in the second quarter, so he did go out for a while. Oh, and I mean the Warriors lost that one like thirty-four to eighteen. So obviously, right? They prefer to have Mr. Curry in the game for them. Yes, indeed they would. All right. So prediction at this point, since by the time we do the next pod, both of these series will probably be over. Uh, I'm still gonna pick Golden State in. If they win tonight, I think they. Eh, I'll say six. Okay, I think, I, agree. I think it might be five, but either five or Ro- six. I think the I Rockets could win at home, so yeah, I'll hedge to six. I think they'll take this game, give up the next game, and then take the take game six on. And I would after the first Saturday. two games, I would have picked Boston to win in the East, but I think 
like LeBron might just have momentum if he can get anything out of like anyone other than Kevin Love back in Boston I think he might like take the next game there because he's just kind of on a roll so what did he have 42 last night I don't know something like that yeah or had, yeah 42 had, or 44 40. it was like yeah, a, I know he had more a quiet 40. 44 or something so here, here's the thing and everyone that's listened to any of these pods understands my feelings <laughs> towards LeBron James. But, and this isn't even really a knock on him. This is a knock on the Cavs. Kind of what you were indirectly alluding to just a second ago. It feels like if he has a great game, they're going to win. If he has a good game, they can still win. If Corver shows up a little and Kevin Love shows up a little and maybe Tristan Thompson shows up a little. But if he has a bad game, they have 0% chance of winning that game. Literally none. And so oh, the question yeah, becomes, the question becomes, okay, so he's carried this entire team on his back for now three series. I mean, think about it. They were on, they were teetering on the edge of elimination against Indiana like two yeah. and a half weeks ago. And now they have all, I, mean, I agree with you, they have all the momentum in the Eastern Second Conference round finals. was not a problem, clearly. Second, yeah, I, I, that's why I didn't mention that. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, Raptors. Yeah, exactly. Get out the brooms. But, um, but he's clearly outputting a lot in this series. Now, we talked about it on last week's pod. In between games two and three, there was like a 72-hour break. But yeah, from what I've read, it's too. it's every other day now. Like, there's a game every night until these series are over. I'm almost 100% sure that's the case. So, do you think yeah. that the lack of rest and just, you know, he's now playing, we're getting up near his 100th game of the season... Do you think that could catch up to him and actually impact his ability to perform as high as he needs to in order to allow his team to win? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Hot if take any, Come on. Anyone but LeBron, I'd say yes, but he seems he has some like magic juice or something that he drinks, or he doesn't. Age hasn't caught. I mean, he's played like I think a, I think I've read like a full extra season, like in postseason games at least. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm he's sure. It's played more. 15 years. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, if you so, make it to the finals seven straight years, you're playing... I mean, at this point, he's clearly got the mind over matter con- conquered. Right. So unless he gets an injury, I feel like it's not going to slow him down. I mean, who knows? He might get a little tired. He's probably not going to score 40 points every night, but... Wouldn't think he so. It seems like he could pretty easily score 30-plus if he wants to. And that's the thing. I mean, again, I've watched the series that closely, but what's the answer for Boston? I mean, Brad Stevens, you know, a lot of people were talking coach of the year, but I mean, do you, do you double team LeBron? Like who do you, who's the LeBron stopper for Boston? I think they got a bunch I mean, of 19 and 20 year olds. I mean, it has been Marcus Morris. I mean, they definitely yeah. play by committee. So of course they, and you know, they're like, Simmons is always talking about how they're not really a good road team, so they'll they'll play better and the role players play better at home, so they'll they'll be right. better in Boston. So yeah. it could switch that narrative. I mean, they could easily win by ten or fifteen points in Boston. Let's hope so. Um, but I yeah I don't know. I the game like the teams look so completely different when they're at home. It's like I don't know which team is the real team. Right. And obviously Boston is missing their two best players, so. Like, if, if they were to lose, I don't think anyone would be, like... Like you said, oh, they got a bunch of young dudes. Yeah, they've already over, overachieved. Basically. 100%. <laughs> so, 
but I, I have heard some interest like Terry Rozier has sort of come back to earth a little bit but there were some interesting things yeah. like do they trade Kyrie and like do they do they need it we talked about this a little bit like yeah try to get more assets back for them because they're making it I mean if they make it to the finals like do Kyrie and Gordon Hayward make them better than the Warriors I mean obviously you're going to cut playing time down for other people um I don't think I mean, that I don't. It doesn't feel like they would elevate elevate them above the Warriors, but if they're already making it right. to the finals, like those two guys are way better than the people they're playing with. So, right. Like I feel like you got to at least try it out. So, uh, first of all, my first thought is no one knows the answer because Gordon Hayward's yeah, five minutes not. this season. Um, everyone knows how good Kyrie is, but what's the chemistry between those two if they're both on the court at the same time? No, no one obviously knows. Except and Kyrie's got size. long injury history. He does. He's yeah. He's 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 got glass ankles and probably glass knees and glass everything else. But the reality is, every team uh, and and the Warriors is one of them. I mean, yeah, they have the the line, the death lineup or whatever. But every team that's really good and successful has to have a strong bench. Sure. So I mean, you it can gets, still have those gets, guys. Keep those guys. You know, the rotations get tighter in the playoffs. Like they're yeah only playing six or seven guys so it's less of an issue like they don't need a super deep bench for the playoffs but no it does it's I mean, great if you have it <laughs> yeah the lakers would historically play a seven-man lineup and that's it'll certainly help you very like, bench. get the get the one seed because you need that in the regular season to have a deeper bench but in the playoffs right. you're going to shorten those rotations so it's funny that you bring that up though speaking of hot takes i read an article i think last night that was talking about and I, I don't know if it was just, here's 15 completely off-the-wall trades, but it was basically, here are 15 trades that could happen during the trade deadline this offseason. None of them involved yeah. the Lakers, which was very disappointing to me. But one of them <laughs> involved your boy, Damian Lillard. Oh, and a trade for Damian? I've only seen CJ trades. I haven't seen any Dame trades. It was a Dame trade, and it was I think it was with Boston, and Kyrie was part of the package, which didn't make sense to me. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, you're basically trading talent for talent. I mean, let's be honest. Kyrie's got a better handle, but they're both. But Dame has, I think, more scoring potential. Probably a better mm-hmm. shooter, but can't necessarily penetrate as well as Kyrie. But it's like I mean, Kyrie's uh, better at getting his own shot. I think. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I think Damien's a better three-point shooter. I'd, I'd yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm a homer. I'd favor Dame. Also, because of his durability. I mean, he's right. He's only missed like I don't know, twenty games basically over his whole career or something. He hasn't right. he hasn't had like long, extensive. And Kyrie just like had another knee surgery, so you're like, mm. I know he's just cleaning something up, but I'd I'd be hesitant to do that. Plus, I'd be hesitant to trade with Boston because they always seem to fleece whoever they trade with. So that like, I'd always feel like years. I was getting screwed probably. With yeah, them. for years they've been doing. You don't. That. You don't want to be the next like Brooklyn Nets. Well, you don't want to pick up Kyrie and then suddenly he becomes Uncle Drew. Well, That's yeah, totally. That, that, that was my point about him having an injury history. I mean, it have to be what else is involved in the trade. I mean, right. if if he's playing and he's playing at full Kyrie's, you know, he's amazing. Like like you say, that's pretty right. comparable talent for talent. It yeah. doesn't really solve any other problems. Like what they want to do is get some more defense you for the backcourt. Yeah, Portland. Yeah. 
Like, and Damian and CJ played better this year. It helps to have like Nurkic in the back because he can, you know, do some rim protection and cover up any sort of yeah make up for misses on their end. And they they put more effort into it. The Blazers are a much better defensive team this year. But yeah, like if if you said we're trading for, I can't think of who like a Patrick Beverly plus some other assets, right? You know, like a true defensive player. It makes more sense. And whatever Beverly got hurt this year too, but. <clears throat> like that and like a solid wing I'd say like well maybe they'd think about it probably not because Damien like in addition to his strong playmaking he's just like the leader of the team and he's sort of the heart and soul of the team so that's why I think it's more likely that CJ would get traded because he's also a good scorer and I think he could be really good on some other teams right because um, he and he and uh, Damien definitely have like skill overlap oh for sure um like I know <clears throat> this this hasn't really been talked about but the trade that I would be interested in is like uh, Phoenix has offered up the number 1 pick in in a trade they're like we're we're willing to deal on this like if we could trade CJ for the number 1 pick and then get uh Doncic <clears throat> oh the, yeah who's like a really good wing he's like a good scorer he's he's playing like on Real Madrid so he's like ready to go basically like if we could right. upgrade cj to like a, a solid three i'd be willing to do that hmm. i don't i don't know how i don't know how the trade somebody's saying it's something about the per about how they trade like a player for a pick but yeah. i don't know i don't i don't know if our team would do that but it'd be interesting to me yeah and one of those hypothetical 15 trades definitely included um the number one pick. I think it was a mega trade. I can't remember who it was with, but it was that number one pick and Devin Booker for somebody. So it was obviously Jesus. A, yeah, it was some gigantic. You know, I, I think it was for like Anthony Davis or something. I don't know. They, some of them seem really crazy. Why, to me. why would you do that? Number I have no idea. Potentially another like future superstar plus the best player on your team for one right. other player. Like, I can't well, think of anyone who's really worth that. I mean, they're already in the se- they're already cellar dwellers. Well, and if, if anyone, I mean, aside from LeBron, um, you know, Anthony Davis is right there, 1A, behind someone like LeBron. Not in my opinion, but in the NBA's yeah, I opinion, mean, he, he's a yeah, five-skill guy. Anthony Davis is great, but, like, if you trade with Devin Booker, who's he playing with? Yeah, like, I know. What, who else is on Phoenix? I don't even know. Uh, the other Josh Morris? Jackson. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, is, is Josh Jackson on. still on Phoenix? Yeah. I think so. Could be. He got drafted by them, right? Yeah, a whole bunch of nobodies, is your point. And I, I agree. You're right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's all hypothetical. Obviously, as we get closer to the trade deadline and the draft, you'll hear a lot more about those sorts of things going on. Um, but it is interesting to read those sorts of articles and go, huh, I hadn't really thought about <laughs> Yeah, that. I mean, all that stuff. There's, like, a lot of speculation that's going to be a very active trade deadline, which, of course, means that absolutely nothing will happen. And everyone will stick with their teams. That's almost always Le- how it works. LeBron will re-sign with Cleveland for like a one-year deal, and like Kawhi will go back to the Spurs, and like no one will move around. That was everyone's that... predicting it'll be like a wild trade deadline, so that means nothing will happen. Now that you say that, that was one of them too. Is somehow Kawhi? I think Kawhi got traded for Kevin Love and somebody else, and that kept LeBron in Cleveland because he picked up Kawhi. I was like, I guess. Again, like I guess I could see that happening. It, 
I mean, all Kawhi, deals, Kawhi is definitely course. better than Kevin Love, but like, what else do they have? Is it right. just Kawhi and J.R. Smith and LeBron? Yeah, I mean, I mean they're squeaking through this year. Kawhi and LeBron are a little bit of like overlapping stuff Overlap, too, for sure. I mean, I guess LeBron plays the four now, but they're they but Kawhi both could play kind of want the ball a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a really good defender. I don't know. It seems like a weird pairing. Right. Well. We shall see. Time will tell. Word. NBA hot takes. Stay tuned. Rockets are up All five right. with uh, three Rockets and up. Half. Rockets are up five with three and a half to go. Yeah. Wow. What a back and forth battle. Zig and zag. That's what they say. So I wanted to talk briefly about um, my weekend. As I mentioned, I got home. Let's talk more about me. Not enough me time on this pod. <laughs> Hit um, me up with stories of you. I got everybody. It's funny how many times people tweet that to me. Need more stories of you, Scott. Got home late Friday. My flight, as I I think mentioned earlier on the, in the pod, was was delayed. So I, I actually walked into my door about eleven thirty. Pretty much went straight to bed, more or less. Um, and I woke up at six o'clock because my dog likes to wake up at six o'clock, whether it's Saturday or Monday. She doesn't care. She doesn't know. I don't blame her. And so I get up and. Again, as I mentioned, tri-level house. Obviously, the bedroom is on the top floor. And as I'm following her down the hallway to go down to the kind of the second level, I hear this loud sound. And it sounded almost like maybe my neighbor was like cutting his grass or edging or something. But then, and again, I'm I'm like, I'm low on sleep anyway. And then I get home and I only have six hours of sleep again. And so I'm like, ah, that, you know, so it took me a second to realize that can't be right. It's 6 a.m. No one's out cutting their grass at 6 a.m. And then I kind of quickly realized this sound is coming from inside my home. That can't be good. Intrigue. And I thought, uh, exactly, intrigue indeed. And then I thought, maybe it's like, maybe the we didn't cut the dryer off and it's kind of been running all night, but it was too loud for that too. And so I turn, enter my kitchen, it's getting even louder, let the dog out. Most dryers have a timer on them too. I know. But ours, like, it'll, it'll be off for three minutes and then run for ten seconds and beep again. And I'm pretty uh, sure it'll do that until the cows come home if you don't turn it <laughs> off. Um, so, so I let the dog out, and then I, I kind of look down to the the bottom floor, and I'm like, "That's definitely something in my basement." Is it da, a ghost? Da, da. Yes. So I take a few more Ooh. steps down onto the the first floor, and now I can definitely tell something is happening in my basement. There is a loud sound, and it sounds like water and so sure Mm. enough i open my basement door turn the light on i look down the four or five more stairs down to the absolute bottom floor the subterranean floor and there's about an inch of water in my basement and it's hard to explain but several of the walls in the basement are only partially finished partially sheetrock so there's like gaps in the sheetrock and i could see water spraying out through the sheetrock gaps Spraying out through the sheetrock gaps. So I walk down there. Sure enough, there's a half inch to an inch of water. Thankfully, thank God, um, in the room where my water heater, I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag here, where my water heater and my um, heating and air conditioning are stored, there's a, a small drain. Um, so that was helping with some of the water, but that like was... a floor drain? Like a floor drain, exactly, in the floor that goes straight out to the street. But as the the water heater guy would tell me later on in the day that was like 90% blocked. Um, so if it was hundred percent, it would have been a much bigger mess down there. So I opened the door wait, into wait, this room. It was 90% yes. blocked. 
the drain was. Oh, if, it, like if it had been 100% blocked. If it, it had, had been, been 100, it would fun. not have drained at all. And gotcha. yes, water would have been much wider spread. So I don't know when it started. I don't know when it happened. But at some point during the night, at the base of my water heater, there was kind of a, a nozzle, if you will, that had been installed. It had a kind of a seam in the metal. That seam had busted. And it was literally, I opened the door and water comically almost just sprayed in my face and is spraying everywhere <laughs> at a high speed. And I'm just, you know, I'm, you're, I'm in shock. Like I'm, I'm, I'm was tired. Was it hot from... water? Were you getting like scalded? No, no. It was regular temperature water. I guess all the hot water had run out first. And now the yeah, water here was trying good. to heat up water and refill it at the same time and could not keep up because it was spewing everywhere. And so like I, I could reach down and kind of push the metal back to make it more reasonable, but I, what am I going to do? Sit there with my hand? Like, it's still coming out. Like, that didn't do shit. You didn't so have, like, like a right. turn off or something up at the top? Well, I'll, I'll get there. So there is a nozzle to turn the water source off to the water heater. My water heater was in my house, not currently, but as of four days ago, was installed in 1992. That nozzle had long ago oxidized and with a, with a human hand, you could not turn it either direction. <laughs> so I was like, all right, in order to figure out, A, what I need to do, I, I need to stop this water. First, that's, like, that's problem number one that I need to solve. So believe it or not, I went out to the garage, got some duct tape, came back in, and I was able to duct tape the seam to where it was at least not spraying wildly and violently with it throughout <laughs> the room so I could figure out what the hell to do. And then... That's when I then realized you could not turn because it oxidized. I went out and got a hammer, and I'm, like, knocking on the, the spigot handle to make it turn. Uh -huh. And it finally turned to the point where it shut off the water source. That's so good. now I'm just sitting there waiting in an inch of water, and now I don't know what to do. Obviously, I need to call a professional because I'm not qualified to fix this water heater. Or, let's be honest, I was fairly certain I was going to need to replace it. So that yeah. was all by... Fairly certain. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> so that was all by, you know, 6, 10 a.m. now. I've solved that problem. So, you know, I did a Google search, obviously, thank God for technology. Most of the places that are nearby didn't open till 8. I found the one that had the best reviews. It was a five-star place. Called the guy at 8.02. He was like, all right, let me see what I can do. I can actually... I'm in the area. I'll be able to swing by. So by 8.30, the guy's in my house... Alex. Hello, Alex. He's from Russia. Yeah. Um, and he comes by, he goes down, he checks out the water heater situation, and he said, uh, he's like, well, I know that my water heater distributor is open today, but he also needed to change some of the piping because it didn't have a correct slant. Apparently there's like a one degree slant you have to have. That's like part of Aurora, Colorado code. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, whatever. You could be telling me you're going to charge me five grand to change the slant that I would have no idea. Um, and so he, he quotes me a price right there standing in the water. Um, and he says, let me, let me go check with my distributors and I'll call you back within the hour. And true to his word, like 30 minutes later, he calls me back. He's like, all right, I'll have one of my guys come out about 10 o'clock. He'll have the water heater. And he's like, I'm still checking on the other stuff, but at the very least we can replace your water heater and we should be able to at least make it work this weekend. I'm not sure if we'll be able to fully finish the repair, but we should be able to make it work. I was like, great. That's all I wanted to hear. So, sure enough, George, who works for Alex, comes out around 10 o'clock. He is not. 
He was just a local kid. Nice kid. Very nice guy. Comes out, takes out the old one. He's the one that told me that 90% blockage in the the drain. Did he clean he's it like, up oh. for you? I, he's like, I will go ahead and clean it up for you. I said, thank you, George. I appreciate that. Meanwhile, <laughs> all the while, I should say, I'm thinking, all right, Alex already quoted me a price on what it's going to cost for the water heater and the, the piping or whatever. I'm like, I don't know if that includes labor. I don't know if he's going to tack on labor. Now George is cleaning my drain. That's got to cost something. <laughs> George also tells me that even though I have a carbon monoxide detector on the third floor, I need one right by the water heater. I'm like, I'm sure that's not free. So you could buy that at Home Depot. You don't have to buy that from them. I know I could have, but he was like, I'll install it. I was like, yeah, God, whatever. I was already in pretty deep at this point. So long story short, he finishes and he's like, Alex will, will call you with the, the invoice. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you get a magic piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. Email. It's well, that's, that's what he said he was going to do is send me an email, but like five minutes later, Alex calls me. He's like, I'm in the area. I just want to stop by and check out the job. I was like, no, you don't. You just want to get my money now as opposed <laughs> to emailing it to me. So sure enough, he did come by and check it out. And he was like, all right, this looks good. He had, they had to add a compressor or something too that I wasn't aware of. Like all this shit. And I'm just, I mean, I just, dollar signs are just ringing in my head the whole time, right? So then we, we leave the basement, come up to the, the main floor. He's got a little iPad or something. He was like, all right. So we had the water heater. The water heater was fourteen fifty. The flange piping or whatever is three twenty five. That's what he quoted me. And then he tells me he's like the water heater we had to get was actually a nicer version. He was like they didn't have the one that I was planning on getting you. So you know that he's like but I but I quoted you fourteen fifty and so I'm going to stick with fourteen fifty. I was like I appreciate that. That's nice. And but then he stopped and he's like so it's seventeen seventy five. I thought for sure he was going to go. George was here for two hours. We got the carbon <laughs> monoxide tester. No, we had to add in the other thing. Labor, apparently. Cl- clearly, it does. So it was seventeen seventy-five. I'm not afraid to admit. I was worried because I was kind of looking online. I was like, "This is gonna, this is gonna be at least twenty-five hundred bucks for me to get this water heater replaced." But it was exactly what he quoted me, and so I gave him my Amex. He put it in the thing. It's already charged to my Amex, not surprisingly. And um, <laughs> and now the only thing left to do. Is apparently in the city of Aurora, and you might have some bead on if this is something that's true across the nation. I don't know. I was talking to Dad about it earlier, and he didn't know either. But like now, someone has to come out from the city and inspect the job in order to have it permitted. Know, have it permitted exactly. Which right. I thought that'd be something they do reasonable before. I, I don't know. The whole thing was kind no, of confusing, they they but... do it after to make sure they did it correctly. Okay, so. Originally, Alex scheduled that for today, but then I called him this morning. I was like, can I, because I was planning on, you know, going into the office today. I was like, can I schedule this for down the road? She's like, yeah, you have six weeks. So I scheduled it for next week. I was going to work from home next week anyway, next Tuesday, the day after the holidays. So they're going to swing by, and uh, I don't know how long that'll take. I don't know if I have to pay for that. I don't know how any of that works, but You'll probably have get to pay for that. It shouldn't be too expensive, but. I, I wouldn't think so, but. So, yeah, so now I have a new water heater. So wait, do you have to replace like all the drywall and shit in your basement? No. Um, honestly, I haven't looked at the drywall that closely. I did go down today to make sure there was no mildew oh, because it kind of seeped into one of the rooms that has carpeting. And it was fine too. Like it seemed to have dried out. I didn't have any like industrial fans to run down there. But um, but I will, that's a good point. I guess I should take a closer look at the drywall. 
Yeah, um, not mildew. You should look for mold. Well, that's what I. Well, I don't think it'd be mold immediately. No, but you don't. You don't want soggy. Shit no, I don't want soggy carpet. No, of course not. So, I'll definitely give that a closer look and kind of keep an eye on that over the next next. Was couple the weeks. water mostly on like a concrete floor? Or... Yes. I mean, you said it was squirting through the walls. That'd be the stuff I was. Oh, the rockets won! Holy shit! Okay. What was the final? Oh wait. Oh, never mind. Tie going to overtime. Sorry. Okay. The, the terrible uh, updates. This is well, one job. The, you have. the upper part of the NBA thing says end of Q4. Rockets 94, Warriors 92. But the box score beneath says. Oh wait. Maybe maybe it is. It did say 94 to 94. So. I don't know. For a minute, it looked like they were going into OT. Now it looks like the Rockets won. Eh, we'll find out. Okay. You do a Google search on that and figure out what happened in the yeah, game. Yeah, that's crazy Can't... if the Rockets won that game. Can't possibly even be that difficult to figure it out. But that's good. At least there was an exciting game in the playoffs, finally. Between the, what, seven that we've had so far? That's exciting. Yeah, according um, to this, they won. The Rockets won. Okay. According well, to Google... Man, that's so that was what Fuck the Rockets. What's I that? hate the Rockets. They're not going to win. Don't worry about it. It'll be six games. You'll <sighs> see. They're going to win the next two. Um, so that was the water heater situation. And then on Sunday, I've been working for the last three weeks to try to take apart my lawnmower because it does, it will, it'll start and like start up and then die. And I know it's an issue with my carburetor, but I can't get to my carburetor. So I basically took apart the lawnmower as best I could and like just fucked with the carburetor essentially to try to fix it put it all back together started up did the same thing and so i politely what rolled is... it into my my side yard where i already have two other dead lawnmowers and just added it to the pile Wait, so you, now have, I have, you have three dead lawnmowers i now have three dead lawnmowers two of them were here when i bought the house but i have now added a third um and so went to lowe's and bought myself a new lawnmower and the funny Wait, part you could of the, probably the, take it to like a lawnmower lawnmower repair shop for like twenty. It's not bucks. worth it. It was like a hundred fifty dollar mower. I'm not gonna. I don't care. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm done. So sorry, I'm just to inter- interject. Uh, now yes. it says there are point five seconds left in the game. Can you not stream this so that you can see what the hell's going on? Yeah, I guess I could. Oh my god. Could have solved this problem ages ago. <clears throat> anyway, so I went to Lowe's, got a basically a two hundred dollar lawnmower. I figure, what the hell? I spent seventeen seventy-five the day before. What's another two hundred bucks? And uh, oh, and so I go to start it because I got the floor model because they were out of the ones in the boxes. <laughs> and so I got the floor model, which was obviously already put together. The lady's like, "It's the same price." I'm like, "That's fine. You've already put it together. You've done like half the work for me." No, no, and no. So you I get should it have home. said, "I want a discount because it's the floor model, not it's the same I, price." I, I was I was pissed off. I didn't care. And I don't know why that should be a discount anyway. Again, they put it together. It's not like anyone's touching the mower. What, are they fiddling with it? No. It's just so, not pristine. I mean, well, always ask a, for a discount. All they can say is, no, I can't give you one. Of course. And by the way, it's definitely not pristine now because I cut the grass with it. But yeah, um, There you go. So I, I go to start it, and it won't start. I'm like, I just put fresh gas. I just put fresh oil. I'm going to go murder someone if this thing doesn't start. I'm pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. Turns out, obviously because it's a floor model, they had disconnected the spark plug. So I go down. I now know more about small motors than I thought I ever would in my entire life. 
I go down, connect the spark plug, like second rip, starts right up. It's the greatest feeling in the world when you go through what I've been through. I mean, I, I've literally spent somewhere in the range of five to six hours in the last three weeks working on this stupid fucking mower that's now in my side yard, never to be mowed with again. So what do you that. what are you doing with it? The old ones, they're just gonna you gonna have a I don't know. performance art collection in your side yard, or I'm not that far from that. I could. It's very frustrating. Our yard, well, our yard, our cul de sac has the Rockets got the ball because the game ended now ninety five to ninety two. I don't, I can't, oh, okay. I can't see what's going on. The sign ins taking forever. Excellent. Um, Looks like the Rockets won. Good. Hooray. Hooray for James and... Haru, hurrah, Chris. hooray. I'm um, not cheering for the Rockets, but... I know. Neither am I, obviously. Um, but no, I, what I was starting to say is our cul-de-sac, I think once a year, has a little, like, cul-de-sac yard sale thing. So I might put them out there for 10 bucks a piece and everyone wants them. If you can fix this small motor, you go right ahead. Godspeed. All right. We're going to move the... Uh, penultimate story to next week because we're, we're past the hour mark but obviously we teased it 60 minutes ago everybody is asking me I get I can't tell you how many tweets I get what is the update with Todd in the running we need to know you guys haven't talked about it in a month did he break his legs did he amputate them is <laughs> I he, amputated is he running legs. again just to not run I'm not I wouldn't put that past you no just to drop pounds so let's that's <laughs> terrible. So let's get the Todd running update. Lay it on us. Drum roll. <laughs> there is no running update, but that was not my point. Um oh boy. I have been on a diet for a week and a day. Oh my god. Uh, do we need to wait and push this till next show? Is that like no. a tease for next week's pod? If you want no? it to be. Okay. It's not that extensive Just start talking topic. About okay. Talk uh, about this diet. So I'm I'm cutting out carbs and sugar. And oh, it's doing shit. pretty well. Eating a lot of salads. Sucks. He's on the key to the toe. So how many carbs a day? Um Are you doing the, the standard keto, which is twenty carbs or less? Twenty grams? Yeah, twenty grams of carbs. Nah, it's probably like a hundred. Forty to fifty. Okay. I, ha- I mean, 100 I- would still be a deduction. Let's be honest. I have, yeah, it would be a big deduction. So I have, deduction. I have like, I still have yogurt for breakfast with. I have plain yogurt that I put like some jam into to give it some flavor, and that's jam. usually about 35. Okay. And then I usually just like whatever's. Sometimes I'll have like a veggie burger or like some veggie meats, and those usually have like. With no bun. Yeah, those usually have like 20 to 30 grams of carbs in it. Okay. Just because of how they're made. So that's yeah, it. No, that's pretty much it. And then I'm eating like vegetables and nuts and cheese and shit. All the cheese you want. That's what all my keto friends tell me. Yeah. So much cheese. I, See, I that's got to be hard. So I, I have my, my boss. It's hard on being a vegetarian because you can't eat like steak yes. and shit. The stuff right. that people like to eat when they're eating. That's what I was going to say. My Low boss to and no my... Carbs. And my coworker are both on that diet, and they just eat steak and shrimp <laughs> and cheese and salads. They have a lot of salad. My my coworker every day puts a salad in my little fridge in my office, and that's that's now his thing. Um, but being a veggie, that would be 
quite difficult. You'd have to replace that with something. Yeah, I'm hungry a lot. That's what I've heard. So, question. Yeah. <laughs> why did you start this? What was the motivation? Uh, just like when we were talking about the uh, meeting in the middle of the wait. Yes. I was like, eh, like, why? Well, Ann and I decided we should try to lose weight. And we talked about, like, putting money towards it. Are you, I don't know if you heard about this. Like, there's a thing where you, like, set aside $100, $500, whatever, and you give yourself an end date. And if you don't hit that goal, you have to give that to something that you hate. Like, I donated it to Donald Trump or something. Right. And if you if you don't, you get that money to spend or whatever. Or you just sure. or you just don't give it to the evil cause. All right, impromptu name that price. How much money would it take <laughs> for you to truly be motivated? Because a hundred bucks, I'd be like, fuck it, I don't care. I mean, if Here's it were going to, to Trump, it would pro battering. It, it would be as low know, as a hundred bucks. I don't want to give that motherfucker anything. Okay, so that that's an interesting interesting way of looking at it. So you yeah, don't know, but, but I mean, that's, that's a terrible way of looking at it too, because you're assuming you're going to lose and you have to give it to the cause you don't like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, that's we're not terrible. doing that because like. Okay. If I got it, like say I, the goal is to lose thirty pounds and I'm over like three or four months or whatever, if I got yeah. to like two months in and I'd lost like ten pounds, I'd just be like, "Fuck it." You'd give up. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta do something to work my karma back for giving money to this evil thing. I understand. But I'm, I'm not gonna bother. I love that you're it. looking at it from the glass <laughs> half empty perspective. But uh, we're not doing that. So. Okay. Uh, uh, we're, we did talk about trying to like reward ourselves. I don't know. We never really worked out the details, but the goal is to lose weight. That's a good and, way to go into a diet, not working uh, out the details. Yes. Prompted by our conversation, I was like, you you're like, how much money would it take for us to sort of meet in the middle? And I was like, why can't I can, yeah. like, I could do this. It's not, not that. I've lost 35 pounds before, and then I've gained it all back. So I was like, eh. Attaboy. I can probably do it. So, so then what is the what is the outline? What is the are you sticking with it for a month and see how it goes? Are you sticking with it for ten pounds and see how it goes? Like what's your I don't have I don't have a timeline. I think we were trying to like Smart. I assume like through the end of the summer is the goal. And okay. see like how much weight I mean, I wanna lose I mean I'd like to lose like fifty five pounds or fifty pounds, but fifty five pounds? Yeah, I'm trying to lose thirty. Are you fatter than I think you are? What do you weigh right now? What'd you weigh at the beginning of this diet? Thing is, I didn't weigh myself at the beginning, so I have no idea what I weigh. Okay, so I'm well going done. to the well do- I'm going to the doctor tomorrow, so I'll see. Fucking idiot! I'm All not right. gonna say how much I weigh. I weigh a lot. I I, I don't know. Why don't not? Know There's no shame in your game. You weigh <laughs> a lot more than I do. We talked about the bed. Yeah, Maybe yeah. In the middle, I weigh 148. Okay, last time I weighed myself, which was several weeks ago. So and I, you said I said the lowest I thought I could get down to is 185. Okay. And I think that's about so 50 pounds lighter than I currently. Okay, yeah. I got you. All right, fair enough. But if so, I like when yes. the, when I went on sort of a low carb diet before, I got to like 195 was probably my lowest. If I could get under yeah. 200, I'd be good with that. Okay. I think I might have put on a few pounds even being in Baltimore, just because like. There's not, we well we live in the suburbs now so I just eat like more French fries and just junk. Yeah, hoagies. Hoagies. Surprisingly, there's not a lot of good hoagies here. That's not surprising. That's disappointingly. Well, it's surprising because um, like I feel like 
Philadelphia and Pennsylvania has really good hoagies, and we're like so close. Like we live like in forty minutes from the border. Shot. Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why there aren't good, better sandwiches. And you're not willing to drive forty minutes to get some hoagies? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're directly the over the line, but I'm saying. Oh, I bet they are. Like Eastern Pennsylvania is fairly well known for their. I mean, there are, and there's like a billion pizza places in Baltimore, which is my also favorite. True. My favorite food. So. My favorite. <laughs> my favorite. You should drive 40 minutes. Welcome to Pennsylvania. Get some hoagies. You want I mean, a hoagie? There are places. I mean, we have like Jersey. Come to Wawa's. Like that. Yeah. Do you guys have, have Wawa's in we Baltimore? Have a, we have a Wawa, yeah, down the street. Fuck yeah. Not too far. All right, that's more That's more incentive for me to come visit. Not to visit my nieces. Just to go to a Wawa. <laughs> get some <laughs> Get some milk. Maybe get a hoagie. I bet they have hoagies at Wawa. They're probably <laughs> sure pre-wrapped they hoagies, though. I don't think they're great. Not nearly but... as good. You want to get a water ice down by the shore? Anyway, um, Jesus. So this is this is clearly going to be the new running, no pun intended, topic for the pod. Um, so uh, we, I can't believe you introduced this seventy minutes into this podcast because I could talk for another thirty <laughs> minutes about this, and I'm not going to. But so does this mean that you've completely given up on the exercise as kind of a dual impact uh, on the weight loss? I, I haven't. Yes and no. I mean, sounds like you have. You definitely have. I never really put that much effort into the exercise. That is very clear. (laughs) If you ran more than fifty miles total since we started talking about this back in February, I would be shocked. I'm certain you did not. It's not that I that I couldn't stick to it. It's I just like I think we talked about this before. I have to get up at like five a.m. to do it, and I'm just not willing to do that. I need more sleep than that. I'm up till fucking midnight talking to you. Every Tuesday night. Yeah. One night a week. <laughs> the other six, you could be up at 5.30 running because you're not up till midnight talking. Uh, yeah, but then I got to go to bed at like 9.30 if I'm getting up at 5. I got bad news for you. You're getting old. You'll be going to bed at 9.30 pretty soon just because you're tired of life anyway. So yeah. you might as well start that early during this diet phase. Yeah, but I want to I wanna go to bed at 9.30 and wake up at... I mean, I really want to wake up Eight. at 9.30. I... <laughs> Ideally, I would get 12 hours of sleep a night. Oh, my God. I could sleep for 12 hours every sleeper. night. I, I don't doubt that at all, even at your age. <laughs> I could probably sleep for 14 hours a night. As a teenager, I saw you do it many times. No, but, I mean, I think uh, right today I could sleep for 14 hours straight. That's what I'm saying. So I think it's like in your, it's genetically in your blood. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I'd get too restless. But So I, I do have one final question, and then we'll, sure. we'll close out the pod for tonight. I just because with the exception of the recent photo shoot, which is quite cute, of your younger daughter on Instagram, pretty much every photo of your daughters on Instagram involve normally donuts, <laughs> some sort of. We did go sugary... to a donut place this week, and I did not eat any donuts. I don't know how the hell you did that, but it there's, was rough. You know, Krispy Kreme is a common theme in the pictures on Instagram of your daughter. So the question is. Obviously, I'm assuming you're not going to deprive them, although I think to some degree you should, because it seems like that's <laughs> Probably. a staple of their They're going to need to lose 50 pounds by the time they're in eighth grade or something. Or a really solid dentist, or both. But So the question is, are you going to, in some way, incorporate your children into this sort of a diet, or are they just going to go par for the course going forward? Well, so the older one doesn't really eat anything anyway. Like We we determined right. today she eats like a little breakfast, and then... Oftentimes, my wife will give them a snack after school and then get mad at them for not eating dinner. And I'm like, well, of course, they had a snack yeah. 15 minutes Doesn't... ago. 
doesn't seem logical. Yeah. Uh, but they're fucking monsters when when you pick them up. What do we have for snack? I'm like, well, you've right. trained them for this problem anyway. But yes. I'm not like we pack our lunch every day and. It always comes home empty, but I think she's learned to just throw it away. I'm not convinced she actually eats anything for lunch either. So I think she eats like two meals a day. Granted, I would say 80 to 90% of her calories come from junk food. Right. <laughs> but she just doesn't eat very much. The younger one will eat more food. So. Yeah, regular food. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, she's she's more adventurous and willing to eat stuff. The older one just doesn't. She's... So you're saying starvation is something they're used to, so that wouldn't be that big of a deal if they actually yeah, not, go into I mean, a low-carb diet. If, if if we tried to feed them like only vegetables and healthy stuff, they just wouldn't eat anything. I mean, they right. would eat something eventually, but it wouldn't it wouldn't like impact their calorie intake much. I don't think. Sure, I understand. I understand what you're saying. All right. And when you're a kid, like they run around all day, so. I mean, the older right. one less so because she's in school, but she's still, like, she does, like, I think she does the monkey bars for, like, 20 minutes every day at recess. Like, that's all she does. So you're saying she's in far better shape than oh, either of Oh, my God, parents. yes. <laughs> because, of the, because of the upper body work. I, I mean, mean, that probably I couldn't that, do that the monkey bars at all. Have you tried doing monkey bars tired. recently? I have, I have. When I last time I visited you like guys, I went to a ripping playground. your arms out of your socket. Yes, it's quite painful, and I believe I was sore the next day, like my shoulders. I was like, "What the fuck is this? This hurts. <laughs> it should not be this if way." If it's if it's not something you haven't like, if you haven't like actively like hung from right. your arms in like ten or fifteen years, it really feels like someone's trying to rip your arms off out of the sockets. It's. It's, it's delightfully even, painful. I mean, it is that your arms are weak, but it's you just—it's not like muscles that you use in your normal right. adult life. That's generally how soreness is created. If you're—I know, but like you you, it doesn't seem that radically different. Like when I—I I feel like it would have felt that way when I was like 28 or 30, even though like I wasn't completely out of shape. It's just I. Right. You're not you doing monkey bars them. when you're that age. I mean, yeah. I think now they're more popular with CrossFit and all that kind of shit, but. That didn't exist right. when I was that age, so whatever. Right. So it goes from fifth grade to twenty-eight, and you're yeah. No, I see what you're saying. It's no, I'm like I mean I'm assume, like I did. We had to do pull-ups for like a fitness test, maybe like in high school, like our senior year of high school, and then after that, like I wasn't hanging from things from my arms. Right. I didn't do that in college sure. that I recall, and then I didn't do that I the first so. six to ten years of my professional working life. Don't know why you would. So it might have been a, a decade since I had done it, and you're just like, oh my god, this feels terrible. Right. And then it's if you add another painful. decade to that, it feels even worse. Indeed. <laughs> Understood. All right. Well, that's exciting. That's something to... Maybe, maybe and, I'll weigh myself tonight so I can give you a you poundage drop. Well, you I'm going, like I said, I'm going to the doctor Well, tomorrow, if you're going so tomorrow, sure yeah, they'll weigh tomorrow at the doctor, obviously. So... Um, so uh, in closing, the good news is you've announced it here on the pod, so now you have <laughs> like people keeping you honest with this. Millions sort of, of uh, listeners. The millions and millions of listeners. All right, so we'll wrap. That'll wrap it up. May twenty second, twenty eighteen. Bro Pod, Scott and Todd. Thanks again to our sponsor. Who was our sponsor again? Let's just say Wawa. Wawa. I think it was you your piano place, maybe. My what? Your pian- dueling piano chain. 
No, it wasn't Pete's Dueling Pianos, but check them out if you're ever in Austin. Also, Black's Barbecue <laughs> up there by University of Texas. There's something we talked about at the very beginning, but I've already forgotten. Um, also, check out Uncle Drew opens next month. Oh, I yeah. I was going to say, I, I really want to see that movie. I think that's going to be great. Although, I thought those commercials were brilliant. The commercials but... are great. I don't know if you can stretch 30 seconds into like an hour and a half. I know. And Shaq's in it, so... Enter all the Shaq jokes in his acting career, oh, Shazam God. and others. So Although Blue Chips is an excellent film. But again, swing by Wawa if you're in the great northeast. Get a hoogie. Enjoy water ice down by the shore. Sorry. Um, Sorry, I just jumped into Canadian. <laughs> different part of the country there. Yeah, not even this country as a matter of fact. So anyway, um, so thanks for listening. As always, keep it locked here, BroPod. Plenty of new things coming very soon. So until next time, peace. Sure.